Expecto Podronecast! Welcome to Mischief Managed Podcast, your recommended dose of Harry Potter nonsense straight into your ear hole. Sorry, George. For the discerning witch or wizard. And muggles. And squibs. No discriminations here. Well, no trolls. Fuck trolls! On today's episode, our topic is imposter syndrome. And of course, our reoccurring segments brought to you by us nerds, Katie, Laura, Kate, and most importantly, me, Craig, seeing as I'm the only wizard among these hey. witches. Well, now on with the show! Well, no. (laughs) We cannot get through an intro. What are we called now? (laughs) Welcome back to Mischief Managed Podcast. I got too excited. (laughs) Uh, We're excited too. Uh, Our portrait seems to be working better. Uh, We have audio going into Katie, so she can actually hear us this time. So this is going to be a whole different experience. Yeah, and we have special guests. Hi. I mean, they've been here before. We're excited to be here, too. (laughs) We're excited to be called special. Yeah. Uh, Tess and Tom are back with us. Hiya. Hi. Good to be back. On episode 85. When was the last time you were on? Oh, I didn't realize we had to do homework for this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We should probably also know this. Possibly 50? We definitely were on 50. We were on 50. Yeah, the butt cake. Yeah. Yeah. And you heard us sing up the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know whether we've been on one... Tess, I think you have without Tom. Oh, sorry, Tom. <laughs> what? Oh, wait, Tom didn't know that. When did that happen? <laughs> Guys, no, be cool. That's it. It's over. <laughs> and now you make, oh, like, no. stepping. <laughs> yeah, you can put some sound effects on sure. it. Sure. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the budget. We're very happy into post-production. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but in more important news, most important news, it's that Laura is turning 33 in two what? days' time. Where did you yeah. hear that? It's yeah. huh. interesting. Yes, well, happy birthday, early birthday to Laura. By the time this comes out, she will be 33. <laughs> Welcome uh, back to Mr. Craig, Man and Podcast. <laughs> hey, that's as clean as we're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Craig? I have news. I mm-hmm. finally got a job. Hey. And it was getting a little hairy in those last couple of weeks, but Oh, I, he's still hairy. Yeah, just, yeah, just shave. <laughs> yeah, it, I do okay, occasionally. Good. But I'm like Homer, it just pops right back. <laughs> right back. Um, yeah, I got a job and I'm kind of living the millennial dream right now. Mm. If someone if I have to introduce myself to anyone, I basically say, "Well, I have two pop culture podcasts and i test video games for my job yeah. it does not sound oh, real cool. no it doesn't yeah. so yeah i'm working at a studio downtown toronto and uh the the great thing about it is they're actually making a game right now it's releasing next week i think on the fifth and it's basically soccer but on broomsticks so it's mm. so close to Quidditch. And I've <laughs> oh checked and they're legally allowed to do it. And <laughs> they have their their uh, legality covered. So it's it's a thing. It's basically like Rocket League, if you, if you know that game. But it's called Broomstick League. It comes out. <laughs> it's very fun. Uh, and right now I'm like QA testing it and bug testing. and You're testing it That's now so even though it comes out oh, on yeah. the 5th? Well, and it's wow. it's like yeah, a multiplayer game. Normal. It's not like set in stone. Once it comes out, we'll be oh. updating it as it goes. Right. And, that's cool. You do QA like, all the time. Yeah. So right now yeah. we're just they're just trying to fix all like the critical bugs that mm. we found to make 
gameplay actually playable and fun like right now it is but there's still some bugs to get ironed out in the next week (laughs) but it's weird to join such a like intense team in the most intense time like right before a release (laughs) um but the great thing is he knows i have a harry potter podcast and uh he's willing to give up some keys for the game so if we do a draw or something uh we can give away some copies of broomstick league but first, cool. you have to, oh God, you know, so cool. get on a broomstick and, you know, chase after the key <laughs> with the really old wing. Well, we could do something <laughs> yeah. like people send in pictures of themselves riding a broomstick. I don't know. I think oh, it should just be, be like a draw. But uh, I got to figure out how many keys he wants to give up for this. But I thought that was really nice offering that to an employee that's in their so first cool. week. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny, too, because you're talking about it being the most intense time that you're there joining them. But also, your job is to point out what they're doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you missed a bit. You yeah. missed a bit. And they're like, ah! Well, Who invited it, this guy in? We're paying him. What? Yeah. Well, there's only... Uh, excuse me, <laughs> Basically, push up my glasses. And, yeah, it's, it's the nerdiest dream job I've probably ever had. Um, but it is a dream job. And my first week was great. I feel uh, much more confident now and like getting to know the people who work there and stuff like that. It's just like I was off work for so long and it's so hard to go back to like a a nine to five, five days a week kind of thing. But I think I I did all right. I plan to do even better this week and actually be helpful. That's awesome. Congratulations, Craig. Thank you. That's so great. That's wonderful. Yay, 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 Oh, and my boss says we'll be giving away three keys, three Steam keys to Broomstick League. So if you have it on your radar, even if you don't, go check out the trailer. We'll probably put a, a link to it, and then we'll have a link to, like, a draw. Wait, what do you play it on? Is it, like, a computer? Yeah. Uh, it's on Steam. It will be on PlayStation and Xbox as well, I believe. But ah. it's mostly a PC game, but it's... It's so fun to play with the mouse and keyboard. Um, I have trouble with the controller, but some people will pick it up instantly on controller. It's just one of those games Mm -hmm. that if you like controllers, then it'll be fine. Cool. That's so cool. I'm so happy for you. That's the fucking best. It's funny because like, some of you are like, that's a dream job for me. And I can imagine like so many people be like, what? How can you have this job? Like, this is a real job. I want this job. And to me, it's like torture job. Like someone's like, you Why? have to play a video game. I'm always like, ah, and I'm trying to like press the buttons. And I'm like, turn the stupid car. And like, I hate games so really? much. I hate that. Like I can't get the banum to do the jump or whatever it's supposed to do. The banum, Even what? in like Pokemon, you know, when it's just like the one where he's walking. I can't get him like turn to- Turn the coin. Like, oh, just turn it off. I'm like, I have to go do something else with my time. So you That's have, so like, weird. My torture job. Huh. Good to know. Yeah. What's a bonum? Well, yeah, do you want to explain? Oh, it's like a the little NPC. person. Players oh, like your around. avatar kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, your, your character. Avatar. Yeah, I was just trying to get yeah. that to do anything. Is that French? Yeah, it just means little okay. man. Yeah. A good man. It means bon, good man. Bon <laughs> good man, turn left. Uh, I yes. can't get little man to turn left. Those French. Man. Uh, yeah, so that's oh, my good. news. Very nice. That's awesome. That's amazing. She's um, I guess the, <laughs> the only other thing we have sort of to talk about for intro 
is that Scholastic is releasing a new illustrated book, Illustrated um, Philosopher's Stone. And um, it's designed by Mina Lima, which is the design company that did all the design for uh the the harry potter universe is when when you go to like curiosa and you see like the the harry potter posters and and all that stuff that's all by mina lima um so that's pretty cool is that a person or a company it's a it's i think it's a company okay yeah it's like two people were the original founders of it but um i think they're quite small still nina lima Mina Lima? Yeah, it's like Mina. it's all the Mina. stuff that you can get at Curiosa, <laughs> all the the merch Mi- that's like Mima? official, Lima? all the prints and whatnot. Uh, that's cool. they got a good contract there, mm-hmm. didn't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is completely separate from the illustrated books that Laura's collecting. The Jim K ones, yeah. Oh, it's okay. really yeah, it's interesting of them to split their revenue so much like that, but it's probably a different publishing company. Mm. It's a bit oh brothery. Yeah. yeah. Oh, brothery, yeah, where are they? Yeah, because like well, Jim K is not even finished. There's only like yeah. four illustrated yeah, I was out, say. and then like I guess the other offshoots. But they they have other other illustrators doing like the Fantastic Beasts, and mm. then there's like the the screenplay books as well. I don't know if they're doing illustrateds of those, but I don't know. They've got like a million illustrators. I it seems it kind of works <laughs> though if you have been wanting an illustrated version of the book that you love mm-hmm. and then one comes out and you're like uh, it's not my style yeah. not my style it's not yeah. what i would have done it is and then another one comes out and you're style. like oh actually hold on mm-hmm. well that's like this is my style stephen fry versus what's his name in the audiobooks everyone has their oh, own the, right. the wrong one yeah <laughs> <laughs> some people like that better no what you do you like mean, to no. be contentious? <laughs> i said i know no. i just like to be contentious <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that your job this episode? This is uh, audience engagement, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Tell right. me I'm wrong, folks. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> well, that's cool. It's nice to know that even more arty content is coming out for yeah. the books. Uh, shall we move on? Let's move on. Uh, all right. For our Meet Your Messers this episode, if you had to choose someone to get close to Harry uh, in Goblet of Fire the way Moody did, or Barty Crouch Jr., anyway. Spoiler. Uh, who would be, A, the easiest for you to mimic, and B, someone who's easy to actually get their hair from and subdue while you're you're being them? Mm. <gasps> I know. All right, Laura knows. Um, I would choose Ginny Weasley. Ooh. <laughs> Because, like, two movies ago, the same-ish thing kind of happened. She gets, like, bamboozled for, like, an entire year before anyone notices. Mm. So I feel like they really, really wouldn't expect it to happen this time. Mm, true. <laughs> They're like, you've already had a really dramatic year. Like, it's probably not you. Yeah. That, that's a good one. You've had your time in the limelight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And if she's, like, moody, they'll just be like, oh, it's just PTSD from that time that, you know, she was a snake for a while. <laughs> she wasn't a snake. <laughs> I haven't read them in a while. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait can i can i just say something of course can i, can I take oh. this moment just to say something because i think the first time i was on this podcast i trashed Ginny. oh, oh yeah. yeah you yeah. hate her yeah, yeah. i disliked Very her nice. a lot but since then since then i have finished the books and i have to say yeah, she i gets enjoy Ginny a lot oh you didn't even like her in the books uh, you read, I hadn't, you hadn't read all of them. I'd read like, yeah, three or four of them, and they were so long ago, but the movies were fresh in my mind. Right. And okay, I was like, gotcha. but 
Uh, so I am now, I'm not retracting what I said, but yeah. I'm definitely like splitting it and saying Ginny in the movies, Fair. dislike. Yeah. Uh, Ginny in the books, I very much like. Yeah. She's, she's a cool cat. That's you're, nice. You're a Ginny yeah. booster now. Like and I'm, I'm happy to have this opportunity. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> for pushing you <laughs> away from the, my, redeem myself. No, to redeem the character of Ginny. Oh, I see. <laughs> Redacted. So... Thank you. And no, that's very good. Uh, that makes sense, though, because she doesn't really have much of a personality for the first few books anyway. So even if you were a few in, like right. book Jenny, she doesn't have much screen time. Even in book two, like, she's just oh, a yeah, victim. Yeah, she's like a mute in the than... first one anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and she's very just little yeah, sister exactly. for a long mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Yeah. Is that also your choice? Oh. I can see where you're coming from. Uh, no, my choice is um, is Barty Crouch Jr. Oh well, Be- because <laughs> it's a proven concept. <laughs> no, no, but as Barty Crouch Jr. Oh, because Tess says I look like him a little bit. Anyway, you know, Better. I reckon I could get away with being Barty, Barty Crouch, Crouch Jr. Just, and just finding just a, a better way in. Okay. We're actually befriending So wait, Harry. you're being Brady Crouch Jr., forgetting Polyjuice Potion, mm-hmm. and you're just going to go and be like, hi, Bar- I'm an adult male. I'm, <laughs> I'm, like to be I should I'm be dead Barty in Crouch Azkaban. <laughs> but everyone <laughs> knows that you're well, imprisoned, right? Yeah, yeah, but people thought that about Sirius Black, and Sirius Black got out and Yeah, got but they didn't down. hire Sirius Black to like work at Hogwarts. He yeah, like, you have to find a way to get close to Harry and no, lead through the challenges. No, but he was an escapee like, from Azkaban, oh, true, yeah. right? Yeah. And so right. Buddy Crouch so Jr. could be presents. like, Harry, I'm also your godfather. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And like, take that route. And Harry would just be like, well, it's happened once. <laughs> true. <laughs> it could happen again. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just playing the yeah. same trope again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah we, yeah, we get this. <laughs> you do that. That's insane. Okay. That's an insane yeah, choice. We'll get him. <laughs> I like that. But uh, it's just... So what about you, Tess? Who'd you be? Oh, um, I would very likely be Hermione. Ooh. Because I feel like there's times when I can possibly make the same voice as she can make. Ah, yes. Mm. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> mm. And she's always close to Harry. Yeah. Ooh, but that might be quite difficult because then, because she is already so close, mm. that he would notice differences if you were trying to be. Do him you him. think so? No, because the puberty. Puberty. Uh, and they're both dumb boys. Yeah, that was a rough year for everyone. Right. A lot mm. of feelings. It depends, right. though. Like a lot of he, changes. They have a lot of. <laughs> they have a lot of conversations. Like you, you might just slip up and say something. And they're like, wait, but you told me something completely different. Like, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Something like about oh, the world well, happened to, be happen to them. Oh, that's all my Time Turner stuff again. Yeah, uh, coming back to haunt That's me. probably my old Time Turner stuff. <laughs> yeah, you could blame But you wouldn't know that. that she had a Time Turner. Oh. Uh, Unless well, she has insider in information. She's in the chest. And I'm like, you tell me what you've done. Mm. Well, that's or true, actually. That, you don't have to use torture. Mad Eye Moody. Veritaserum. Yeah, that. That's Period. kind of like the yeah. idea. Who are you keeping in a trunk I'm and stealing their hair? I'm keeping in a trunk. She's small. <laughs> I don't... Yeah. That's your only I mean, thing? It's, it's worked with Mad-Eye Moody. That wasn't one of the things you needed to be worried about. I don't need about. to worry about how oh big my God. trunk is. We need to pick someone who can fit in a trunk. <laughs> uh, do you have one, Katie? Uh, first, I thought uh, Hermione as well. But I was more of the thing like... It'd be really easy to get her hair because she has like mm-hmm. bushy hair, and mm. every, everyone with long hair knows it's just constantly falling out. I feel like so hers just, like, might like hold up. on to itself though. Like it's so bushy, it's like mm, it's it gets like, stuck a solid... in a tree, and the tree unroots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Whomping Willow is still to this day just trying to get rid of one strand. <laughs> but then I thought maybe 
I mean, it's kind of difficult because I don't really know how much hair he has, if any, but like Dobby would be pretty cool because he trusts Dobby in not like 100%, but like, I think also he's weird enough that you could just be whatever and you could be sneaking around the castle all the time and people wouldn't bat an eye because it's just a house elf going to his business. Yeah. He's got like special magic. Wait, hold up though. Would he still be magical? Oh. I think so. Yeah, because if you couldn't be magical, then you'd be like, oh, something's really fucked up with this elf all well, of a sudden. You're a <laughs> it's because he's a free elf, this, though, so uh, mm. I don't think they yeah, question but, it. Uh, I guess yeah. so, I, like, mean, I don't know, actually, if right? polyjuice really works for like different species. I doubt you'd be yeah. able to apparate the way a well, house elf does. Well, he but... into a fucked up cat, so you might be like a half fucked up fucked uh, up Oh, my elf. God. True. It would look like my that size. mug of Joe. Oh, no. <laughs> You just become a goblin. The That's all goblins are. covers nothing. <laughs> God. Dobby would be a super fun one to play, though, as well. Yes. Mm. Like, you could get away with almost anything. <laughs> yeah. But would, yeah, because he's would, weird even for a house elf, so. Mm. And nobody knows him. It's his first, like, year there, so you don't have to worry about, like, histories. True. Except for girl. Winky, and she's drunk all the time. Do you think Harry would listen to Dobby? Because I guess he gets... He doesn't get the gillyweed from him in... Or no, he does. In the books, books. he does, yeah. So, yeah. I think think that's a really good one. I'd probably also just pick, like, a super hot babe at school. Mm. That'd be so easy (laughs) to get close to. Yeah. Just find Cho Chang, man. Cho Cho Chang. Chang. Yeah, Cho would have worked that year. Anyone who's, like, a babe and is finally interested in this nerd, he'd be like, okay, well... (laughs) And plus, she's probably easy to fit in a box. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's... Really getting hung up on who's going in the box. Uh, That's a good one for Dobby. Okay. Super small. Shoe box. It's very small. Just fold them up. Put them Extension the charm on a purse. Uh, well, I'm going the opposite and I'm going huge. I'm going with Hagrid. Oh, oh dang. I think, I think he might be tough to like keep in a box. But if you just you get him drunk, get in the box, yeah. Get him drunk, get him sleeping. You need like a pulley system. Well, once he's in there, he's not gonna get out easily. You'd have to build the box around him. Maybe, yeah. In this situation, we have wands. We can just Wingardium Leviosa that man up and then down. But like, how much does his <laughs> right. giant blood protect him from stuff like that? Mm. But I think I'd be doing it in a way that wouldn't be seen as bad towards Harry. So Hagrid would be into it. He'd be like, yeah. I'll, I'll. I'll give you my hair. You help him out. Wait, Wait so you just this... take Hagrid aside and explain to him <laughs> that you're going to impersonate him for a year. Yeah. And he's cool with it. Take a sabbatical. Okay. Hmm. But Wait, I thought we were supposed one. to be evil in this. Aren't we supposed to be like yeah. fulfilling the role of Barty Crouch Jr.? Basically. We're not just going to help Harry. No, that's what Are I'm we? telling Hagrid. He'd believe me. Oh, so you're <laughs> lying. The ultimate yes. evil. Lying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being an imposter. I'm on the train, Wait, who are you impostering to get Hagrid on side? Well, he took a dragon egg from a guy who never showed his face. Because he was drunk. Yeah. Oh, that's it. You just get him drunk and snip exactly. his hair. You don't have to convince him of anything. Well, he'd have to disappear for a while, so there's not two Hagrids running around. I think that could but be two Hagrids. You'd yeah, get they do all the like, stuff. Like digging graves for Buckbeak or whatever. <laughs> what? I imagine there's other no. animals, like large animals that need graves or 
Aragog, okay, yeah, she is on the right track. Sure. He does lots more of grounds work that seems like not really fun. So he could be digging ditches, and then you could be I'm spying just, like, on I'm a little worried about you and the way your mind goes in situations like this. I just think he has a lot of... Who are you of... kidnapping, and would they fit in a box, and <laughs> who can I graves? get to dig graves? <laughs> it is about still winter. We're almost through. Almost yeah. There. <laughs> that was a really good one, Craig. Thank you. Yeah, it wasn't the original one I thought up, but I couldn't remember that one, so I came up with a new one. (laughs) (laughs) Are we good? Yeah. Our topic today, uh, because I've been feeling it a lot in my new job, and I've felt it before, and it's horrible, uh, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Oh. I think uh, most millennials... And this isn't strictly age-related. I think it's more of like a maybe a personality thing. But I think a lot of us feel it. Um, just the feeling that you're not quite where you're definition. supposed to be. I have a definition. Yeah, I see you wrote I it. I found <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, is that a Ravenclaw here? <laughs> <laughs> I did some, some homework. Uh, According to Google, uh, it means the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own effort or skill. Mm -hmm. So you just feel like, how the hell am I doing this? Uh, I'm not either good enough or I don't know enough to do this. And it can severely limit you and what you're able to do. It feels like it's the opposite of what an imposter actually is. Yeah. In terms of like, if someone's an imposter, they are impersonating someone on purpose to do something. And they're doing it well enough to be passable. They're (laughs) con artists, basically. Whereas the imposter syndrome is where people are putting that on you. Yeah. Yeah, And you have no choice. All of a sudden people are like, wow, you're this great thing. And you're like, uh. Well, I think it's more so yourself. Like people might say that, that you're good at this thing because they only see one view of you. But you're like, oh, there's so much more going on up here. And that was so difficult or something that you're like, no, I'm not good at that. Or or, or, totally. I've only done it once. I was lucky or self-initiated. Yeah. Well, when you don't have someone who Mm -hmm. you look up to, who is immediately like, telling you what to do like you're essentially being a leader in your own life and if you are at the top of your own chain of command you don't have anyone to tell you what to do so Mm -hmm. anyone in that position is going to feel like a fraud because you think about yourself and you're like oh I'm super fallible I could never be a leader Mm -hmm. and then so yeah that's why even Emma, Emma Watson has been like pretty verbal about her own dealings with imposter syndrome and she's a ambassador for the un right. she went to brown yeah. and uh oxford like she's a high achiever yeah mm-hmm. and, and like that's the thing it's super super common among high achievers so just know that everyone is feeling that way and we're all just ambling about the world faking mm-hmm. it till we make it except when you meet the people who are the opposite of yeah you. they suck <laughs> oh, sorry i used to work in a corporate role and the amount of people who actually don't know what they're doing and who do but just like toot their themselves. own horn, yeah. and they mm. are the ones who will be promoted. It's yeah. crazy. But it also, is. they they might behind they the scenes be suffering it. from imposter syndrome too. But they know but they how to fake imposters. it to but they make it. <laughs> so they shouldn't right. be suffering from being an imposter. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, like in that case, it's more Barty Crouch uh, and Mad Eye Moody imposter, like the literal definition of it. Whereas, mm. like, yeah. I'd say like. 
Harry, Ron, and Hermione have all a bit of imposter syndrome, but they it gets sorted out differently for each character. Mm. Like one of the best ways to get r- rid of imposter syndrome, I find, is just being knowledgeable about what you're supposed to be mm. the imposter for, and that's Hermione just like reading everything, so she feels comfortable being in this magical world that she wasn't raised in or anything and so she no longer feels like an imposter well i think just going off of what laura was saying i think what it seems like is the real problem are these unrealistic images of what we think someone Mm -hmm. in that position should be like what we think a leader should be like like you said oh we're all actually fallible but that's like, that is everybody. It's just, we don't see them as that because they're leaders. And, you know, because on social media, people are like only putting out their positive stuff a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah. So you see that image and you go, I'm not that. So mm-hmm. therefore, I feel like an imposter. But the truth is, mm-hmm. even those people are going through that. Well, and they're getting a lot of help too. They might. And they're getting, yeah, like, sure. And I think so also. Just like unrealistic expectations. And then yeah. you try to, you don't. Nobody really talks about the hard stuff. Nobody really talks about how hard it is to start a new career or to start like, you know, anything off in the world. Like I find that when I was younger, even now it's kind of hard, but I had a really hard time saying I didn't know stuff. And it was like a really like, I had to like beat it into my head. So like, okay, if you don't know something, go up, ask somebody, ask somebody, ask somebody. Because like, otherwise I just like internalize that and just kind of freak out about why I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then try to maybe find the answer by myself. But then it takes like twice as long and I still don't know if I actually found the answer. So like, I feel like that's a really like really powerful tool. Like I just started a new job in November where I had... Like, I'm taking on a completely different role than I was ever trained to do. So I'm doing, like, a lot of product manager stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how to lead a team. I don't know how to release an app. I don't know how to do any of this stuff. And I have to just keep going up to everybody and be like, I don't know. (laughs) But it's like, they knew that when they hired me. It's like, I didn't lie on my resume. I was like, I've never done this before. And they're like, we'll train you. So I'm like, okay. That was the same thing for me. Like, I made it very clear. I've never done QA testing before. But yeah. something about my interview or my resume or whatever, they were like, no, this is the guy we want. And I mean, that's very vindicating for me, even though You're it is still... man, Craig. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still having trouble. But I know in a month from now, I'll be quite comfortable in the role, I think. And mm. it'll just be like, same with my last job. It was very technical and not something you could just tell someone how to do. Like, you got to kind of do it to learn it. Um and I know after a couple months, I was very comfortable there. And I was doing something that, like, I didn't really care about. And now that I'm doing something that I'm, like, enjoying and caring about, I feel like it should even come quicker. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that whole imposter syndrome should just fade away much easier because I have all this extra knowledge about what I'm supposed to be doing that I can hopefully aim towards what I'm actually going to be doing Mm -hmm. yeah well it's kind of like facing your fears in a way if like every time you see an imposter in the mirror you run away yeah you're never going to deal with it but if you look at it and you go you know what i see you imposter you're fine we'll figure it out we'll do it together yeah you and me it's confidence (laughs) which uh, i don't know i don't always have that and i'm sure all of us have days where we're just like i am not confident in my own ability Mm -hmm. 
Well, it's, it's interesting that that's the topic that we're here for, actually, because like right now, currently, I'm in a real dip in workflow. And that those feelings really start to creep in because you're mm-hmm. like, oh, am I not getting work now? Because yeah. I don't feels, know what I'm doing and everybody's finally realized, you know, and you're like, oh, oh yeah. 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 So it's really, yeah. I think that is really hitting hard right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even if you had, it doesn't matter. Like, even if you had years of successful career, you go, someone finally figured me out. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know who figured me out, but they told They everyone. told everyone that <laughs> yeah. I've ever worked with and now yeah. nobody wants to work with me. <laughs> That's yeah. the voice you got to kind of like yeah. squish down and Definitely. say no. Yeah. I know. It's difficult well, though. It is difficult. But yeah. I think what you were saying, Craig, about there is a point and, and that will come if people out there are experiencing the same thing where you start to realize you do know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You do know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You've been doing it long enough. Even if you have been an imposter up till that point. Yeah. You know, <laughs> even if that part's true. Now you've done it for so long that you do know what you're doing. Well, this a podcast yeah. is a good example. I there feel like yeah. when we started, we were <laughs> definite imposters. It, sure. <laughs> like, I'm still trying to get this Simpsons podcast going. I feel like a complete imposter in that. But right. because of this, I know that Why? eventually it'll go away. Mm. Right. I think it also helps a lot when you um, you speak with someone. And like Laura is a great example. Because it's, like, it's such a like obvious very talented photographer like it's not like Katie like <laughs> you so do nice. stuff but I don't know what you do like I have an idea what you do you can't be like guys I do this thing right like you're running a team secretly to launch a product that no one knows about so it's a different thing but Laura's stuff is like up front and she goes fuck I feel like an imposter yeah. today and you have friends or family or coworkers or something go like really you're the imposter like that's insane no and like someone said that to me like you've been training for like you've been working in film for like, almost 12 years like you know all this stuff and i'm like no i'm a fraud <laughs> yeah. and like when you have someone that says something to you that's like you're insane mm. it kind of helps at the same time you're still like oh they'll find out one day <laughs> yeah it, it is yeah, it's crazy it does it feel. feel quite yeah. inescapable i wonder if it's healthy i wonder Probably if it's like not. better <laughs> for your brain or if it's worse. Like, I don't it, know. I don't know. It, I oh. feel like it serves a little bit as a balance in some ways. Because I know mm. I experience, like, highs and lows from it. Like, there are some days where I'm like, shit, got this down. And then there are other days where I'm like, ah, yeah. shit, this got yeah. me down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an ego check. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about it. I think, um, Tessa, was when you were saying, like, there's people who have, have the opposite. So I think that there's, it's definitely healthy to second guess yourself. I, I remember seeing a stat of like, the more intelligent you are, the more likely you are to second guess yourself up Sweet. until a point. <laughs> so um, smart. Like, <laughs> fuck, I'm smart. <laughs> so smart. So like pat on the back, we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, but the, the opposite is really like the Dunning-Kruger effect, which is like the cognitive bias in which people assess their cognitive ability as greater than it is. Mm. Yeah. Um, And there's like a really cool, I'm going to maybe share my screen just for a sec, but there's like a really cool chart that kind of um, describes it. As you're, literally you're describing like the the smartest thing any of us have ever heard and Craig's burping on me and wafting it. (laughs) (laughs) So where is he on the chart? That's what I need to know. And the baseline. Super intelligent after he just said that too. Super smart. 
So this is like a graph. Of, we're, we'll post this on on social meds. Um, so this is like so a graph of, graph of confidence versus oh, like competence. And there's like a huge spike when you first learn something because kind of from going from learning nothing about something to learning something, you feel like that much of an expert. It's kind of that place where you don't know how wrong you are yet. Right. Okay. And then the more you sort of go through the competence, that's when you sort of realize, okay, there's much more about this than I didn't know. So then right. you slump real hard until you can kind of do it without thinking. It's funny because as you're describing the Dunning-Kruger effect, I feel like I know everything about the Dunning-Kruger effect. <laughs> and I'm going to go tell everyone on the street what I know. Well, <laughs> it's basically a graph that looks like this. Yeah, exactly. And when they start asking questions, I'll be like, uh, Google it. Who's Diane Kruger? <laughs> That's all I heard. I was just like, Diane Kruger. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's the Diane she's Kruger effect. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. So that just affects people who, or mostly just affects people who think they know everything. Or anything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or is I mean, it everybody? Yeah, it's kind of a, a level of sort of learning, but at the same time, it does affect some people more than others. And the people who are sort of blindly confident are probably confident. at that spike. Okay. Gryffindors. Spot. Kate's <laughs> 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 not here to defend herself. <laughs> Kate's not okay. here. Oh, we ha we haven't mentioned that. She's she's busy this weekend. <laughs> oh no, so. she's been here the whole time. She's just <laughs> very <laughs> quiet. <laughs> we can make fun of her as much as we want. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, like that's that's definitely somewhere where you don't want to be because then you're not improving. If you think you already know everything about something, you're not going to try to get better. Probably. Right. True. I think that I so, could like, like easily it, instantly yeah. relate to those things um, with like the three languages that I've been learning. I mean, not English, that doesn't count, but, like, with French, I'm, like, real low, because uh, I know how much I don't know, so I actually don't really like to talk about it that much, And mm. but I'm not, like, on a downward, I'm just kind of, like, in that middle one, where with Spanish, about a year ago, I was like, dudes, I can, like, speak Spanish, because I learned so much so quickly, right? So I was yeah. at the top yeah. of this, like, right. really confident thing, and then you go and you start, like, speaking Spanish to people, and you're like, oh, God, and then you just, like, fall off this cliff. Yeah, but the difference is you could... You had many conversations with Right, Spanish right, speakers. but that's different to be able to be like, I can communicate like a... Yeah, you're not putting it on your resume. Yeah. You're not doing yeah. a scientific pa paper, no. You can ask yeah. where the washroom I'm is. I'm Duolingo certified in <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> Please give me a job. But even though I know how little I know in Italian compared to, say, French, I still would say I'm definitely on that, like, high peak of the mm. Italian one. It's so much higher in my confidence than in French. Even though I'm like fluent, mm. you're fluent compared to any of us. You grew yeah. up speaking. You're Canadian French. fluent. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, I think I think whoever said it perfectly summed it up in that you don't know what you don't know, exactly. and as soon as you find out what you don't know, that's when you start back down on that mm -hmm. dip again. Yeah, mm -hmm. probably yeah. that Diane Kruger said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <A> Multi-talented woman. <laughs> I just want to bring this back. Just in case people don't really get the connection to Harry Potter, I think there's a great quote mm -hmm. in um, the first book. Oh, yeah, we, when, we haven't been talking about Harry Potter no. at all. Well, but it does it does go back to it because the whole book is about it in my mind because Harry, so Hermione gets sorted and then Harry, the line is, a horrible thought struck Harry as horrible thoughts always do when you're very nervous. What if he wasn't chosen at all? 
What if he just sat there with the hat over his eyes for ages until Professor McGonagall jerked it off his head and said there had obviously been a mistake and he'd better get back on the train. Mm. That's a great description of imposter syndrome. And like to a lesser extent, he gets it when he's on the Quidditch team. So does Ron. Mm -hmm. And basically hanging out with Harry uh, his whole career, school career. Or his entire family. Yeah. yeah. He's and from a family brothers. of high achievers, so he's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and Hermione comes yeah. in being muggle born. There's a much less mm-hmm. because she's so well learned, but she. But culturally, she must be like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she fought it. She was yeah. like, I'm going to learn everything yeah. about it and that's, be the best. That's her weapon. Yeah. But then also, you know, the thing she's trying mm. the most to fight this imposter syndrome is the thing that's like pushing. The culture away from her she's yeah. being like yeah. i'm gonna be so smart and people are like what a fucking know-it-all yeah. and then she's like it's just like the muggle world no one wants well, to be my friend <laughs> that's the thing she would have been the same there like yeah. she would have been learning i don't know english history yeah. or something and just whatever, to try and fit whatever in humans learn yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever daughters of dentists learn <laughs> i don't know i don't have that experience no <laughs> I also uh, thought, like, when Harry starts teaching, um, like, oh, uh, Defense Against the Dark Arts, like, um, Dumbledore's army, he's very much, like, he doesn't want to take it on. Um, he's like, I Reluctant can't do that. that was, that's not my skill. Yeah, he's like, he's like, it's all luck. Like, I've never done anything. Like, he really, even though he was helped out at certain points because of luck or because the help came at the right time or whatever, or love. you know, he doesn't really attribute any of his successes to his skill well yeah and it's kind of like other people seeing something you're good at and you won't because you don't see yourself in that idealized version of say a teacher or something Mm -hmm. but then when people see you doing it and they're like yeah i knew i knew you could do that it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like hagrid hagrid too when he was first started teaching mm-hmm. he was very like worried and nervous and stuff and unfortunately he he went too big too fast with buckbeak and uh, malfoy was a dick but then he like, had to dig that grave for buckbeak yeah and then yeah, he had to grave. dig the grave certainly poor bucky <laughs> um i found kind of a a fun article <laughs> that someone wrote about imposter syndrome and harry potter um the only thing is at the very end of it, it says, with thanks to the wonderful Witch Please podcast for some of these ideas. So I haven't listened to the episode that they're referencing. Um, it's really cute. So it's from the perspective of a PhD student named uh, Lucy Claire. And uh, she just sort of goes through and she essentially provides the quiz answers to what I think would be a really fun quiz so she's just like she's categorized different types of imposter syndrome based on the characters so like oh cool ron he's like life is tough you found yourself in a large cohort of high achievers and your best friends are an award-winning scholar and that guy with a blue tick on twitter you aren't quite (laughs) sure what your strengths or where your strengths lie and you've changed your phd subject three times already but you excelled on that group project and you have flashes of brilliance uh, you still long for the day that someone in your cohort messes up more than you, but you are reassured by how many people want to buy you a drink at the pub and hear your stories. So, like, I was like, "What PhD is Ron Ron's writing? like <laughs> armor? I guess is his popularity after he becomes a keeper. Mm. So he's like, at least I I have this. Well, even before that, he's like, he's still 
I guess, infamous Mm -hmm. because he's a Weasley. Everyone knows Weasleys, and there's a a level of fame attributed to that, I think. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll just read the ones for the the trio because there's there's a few. But um, uh, so Hermione's is, you are far and away the smartest person in your cohort, but apparently simple tasks trip you up on a regular basis. For some reason, you just can't create a solid Patronus. I mean, viva defense. Uh, (laughs) What? I don't know. Um, the praise from your supervisors and faultless peer review feedback riddles, pun not intended, uh, riddles you with self-doubt and causes consternation among your peers. You like to control everything and hate when people call you bossy. Ignore your critics. You are strong and smart. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Harry's is actually really funny because it has to do with, um, Lockhart, but he's like, you took down a senior academic that had been stealing work from his students, and now everyone wants a piece what? of the action. <laughs> Funding <laughs> bodies keep offering you postdoctoral fellowships, but you haven't even passed your first year review. And to be honest, you're not even sure that you meant to do a PhD in the first place. <laughs> sometimes you are overcome with uh, Twitter praise fueled bravado, and sometimes you hide in the office stationary cupboard. Probably best to find a PhD squad. Sounds like you need the support of someone who actually knows what they're doing. Why is this so PhD skewed? Because uh, it's a PhD student trying to relate it to okay. what life is like as a PhD student gotcha. because uh. imposter syndrome. <laughs> All right, which one, um, which one would you be? <laughs> but yeah, there's, uh, there's one for Neville, there's one for Tonks, there's one for Dobby, and the one for Lockhart's oh, wow. funny. Dobby? Um, there's one for Draco, Dobby. Hagrid, okay. and Luna. We'll definitely link this. Yeah, it's this really good. Um, and I kind of want to... At the very, very end of the article, it says, with thanks to the wonderful Witch Please podcast, and um, that one links to what looks like season three, episode three. Um, So I haven't listened to it to see how it relates, but I'm curious. Curiosa. Curiosa. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fellow uh, Canadian podcast. Yeah, I think they're from Alberta. I think so. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to another <laughs> Harry Potter podcast. That's always good. Yeah. Um, so I had another one that was sort of, it's kind of imposter syndrome but um, the first half of book seven where, um, you know, they're sort of on the hunt for horcruxes, but they oh, and they're pretending to be campers. Start, <laughs> yeah. When they're, <laughs> when they're camping. But uh, I think Ron was really, kind of also in the boat of expecting more from Harry and Hermione, like expecting them to have a plan, expecting Uh him to have some knowledge that he hasn't shared with them yet. And Harry's just like, I am just trying to put this together and I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, And obviously that causes like a huge rift and Ron fucks off. Um, Well, and even just with them being off on their own during the camping trip, they have this like, brief moment of okay we're going we're um really prepared and then they have this huge like when the doubt starts to set in and they're like okay where do we go next like they realize they don't know what they're doing and ron Mm -hmm. is kind of an imposter to himself because he's just playing the follower he's like letting other people figure out what they're supposed to be doing and he's just asking like well what are we doing when actually he's on the same level but doesn't believe that he's on the same level as the other two Mm -hmm. there's like a a class system going on within Mm -hmm. the friends Mm. yeah because you know when when you are starting out in the your career yeah when you're starting out in your career sure a lot of advice that comes in is fake it till you make it yep 
So, like, how does that come into all of this? I lived by that motto, basically, for all of, well, like, halfway through grade nine. I was just like, okay, I'm I'm going to finally take that advice. And right. things do come to you, and yeah. you do feel more confident. But I think it's kind of like a balancing act between that and not becoming what um, Diane, Diane Kruger. Kruger was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, We're never going to remember what that's actually called. <laughs> I, I seriously think that that's what that's called. I'm going to go off that. Because you start to get arrogant if, if you go too far into that. But you, yeah. there's a level of faking it well, that is perfect. Interestingly, it usually comes when you're filling out a resume. Mm. right? And mm. People are like, I'm trying to get this job, but yeah. I really don't have those skills. And people are like, ah, just fudge it a little bit. Just fudge yeah. it, you know, just fake it till you make it. And so people are like, oh, put things on their resume. And then they get yeah. the job. And it's all about that one little bit that they faked yeah. on the resume. Being able to speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> but interestingly, you two, Craig and Katie, both said that you were upfront about what you didn't know yeah. on your resumes and in the interviews, but you still got hired to do that stuff. That's why I think it's like a bit of a tightrope walk. Yeah. You can fake certain things, but honesty, I have found, is the best policy when it comes to mm-hmm. the major issues. Right. Like if you're going for a job and it's something you've never done, I don't think it's a bad thing in telling people that you haven't done it before. You have all this past experience that they're going to fill in the blanks for and they're just looking for those skills that they can translate because if they were just looking for someone else who had done the job before it would be it wouldn't be open to anyone they'd specifically go out and headhunt people that's true but a lot of companies can't do that a lot of companies don't want to do that because they want to be able to teach you the way their where their way of doing it Yeah. yeah 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 so it is a fine balance then yeah, I think that there's like the, the fake it to make it thing. Like I was thinking, because we're kind of like the anxiety generation in general, mm-hmm. where like I feel like a lot of us are very open about our anxieties where maybe that wasn't as okay to talk about in previous generations. So they sort of had to have that fake it to make it because then people were like, oh, well, right. nobody wants to hear about how anxious you are all the time. And we're all like, ah! <laughs> That's our else. identity, yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing we yeah. have in common with everyone. <laughs> Is that we're awkward and socially... But, but do we? Un- <laughs> <laughs> are they faking it? They <laughs> oh, think you're awkward till you make it. Yeah. But I think, like, also, like, like graduating from university into a recession was, like, difficult in that way where jobs weren't easy to find. Even if you felt like you were competent and that you felt like you could you earned this job you still got rejected yeah even for things like you you should have been able to do like that's a big blow to your self-esteem because mm. like you were like i went to school for four years and i applied for like an entry-level thing and no nope, nobody just gives it. you the time of day so you feel like you have to be a lot better than you are mm-hmm. to like be able to earn a job and then well, once you have it, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's the source of all this? Like the recession? Imposter syndrome? Like the anxiety that a lot of our generation has. I think you'd have it anyway. I think everyone's always had it. And it's just hidden for so long where you're not supposed to talk about it. You're supposed to be, especially Tough. for men, yeah. like you're supposed to be the man. You're supposed to have your shit under control and 
that kind of mindset. Whereas now it's kind of just like, no, we're all people. We all feel this way and we're not afraid to talk about it for the most part nowadays. Good God. That just makes me think of like the wars. Yeah. Young oh, guys yeah. were enlisted yeah. in the army and shipped off to wherever, gun thrown into their hands and been yeah. like, okay, go ahead, go go fight. And you're yeah. just like, what? All the movies where they have maybe like one person lose their mind, mm. it, it's never enough. <laughs> that should have just been like 80% of everyone. Totally. Like, everyone goes through the, well, they do do that where it's like, you've killed your first person. That's the right. only time where everyone's kind of like, yeah, it hits us all differently. Right. And that's a weird thing to say that that's okay when you hit that point yeah. to be right. anxious yeah. or to yeah. be um, yeah. out of your mind with regret or whatever. Mm. Like, that shouldn't be yeah. the wake-up call. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I think, like, it, that's a really good point because as our lives get better and safer, we kind of have an extended childhood mm-hmm. where you think, like, 100 years ago you know, 18-year-olds were going off and dying. And then 100 years before that, like 12-year-olds were working in factories. Like, and it's having just babies. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then little babies were working in factories. Yeah. Yeah. Babies having I meant having babies mm. at like 12 or 14, but... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 and then like, and then... Get the black lung, pup. <laughs> 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 but like, we've, we've gotten this where like we've been allowed to have that kind of safety bubble. So then maybe going outside of it is does get increasingly harder, increasingly scary because we felt so safe and We've so been calm coddled. for so long. Like in compared, yeah, in comparison, we've, we have it pretty easy. Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. that's why. Well, and it's maybe a population thing too because like you have mm-hmm. enough people that, yeah, there's still young guys and women now going off to war, but there's still enough people at home to live the cushy life and be kind of like oblivious to growing up before you're ready kind of thing. Yeah, and that's like definitely like a a white privilege thing as well because not everybody has a cushy life. I think mm-hmm. in this setting amongst you guys and me as well, like I feel like it's been pretty pretty easy going mm-hmm. for most of my childhood. So I didn't have to like yeah Mm. well i guess it's also like it does relate back into what harry and and friends uh go through because harry and friends the new title of the books (laughs) well i was gonna say the trio but it's it's more than that it's everyone extends yeah Yeah, all of a sudden they are in a war and it's with like ultimate evil yeah so they didn't really choose it uh and it's all sort of on their heads Mm-hmm. And they have to grow up real quick to to deal with it. Mm. Even before that, like Neville was super worried that he was even magical. He didn't show yeah. his first magic until he was eight or something. And he was just like, maybe I'm not a magical person. Yeah. Maybe then, I'm a muggle or a squib. But when he finds herbology, he's like, well, shit. I'm yeah. good at this. Yeah. You yeah. might find something you're great yeah. at because you didn't know about it. You just gotta so try when you new find things. your thing, use that as your armor against your imposter syndrome. It's really helpful. Yeah. Like anytime your brain's like, fuck you, you can be like, you know what? Fuck you too. <laughs> and you don't have to be limited to one thing either. Yeah. If you prove yourself in one thing, that's proof that you can do yeah. 
I mean, like, don't use it as blinders, (laughs) but, like, use it as armor. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, what about in Space Jam when Michael... Ooh, this uh, would be good. Yeah, (laughs) and you remember when Michael Jordan is like, ah, guys, I'm hanging up my hat from basketball, and I'm going to try baseball, and everyone's like, (laughs) go! But there are no hats in basketball, Michael Jordan! (laughs) There are hats in baseball! (laughs) Headbands. He's not very good at it. But he'd probably... He'd probably be better than most people just because he was a high-performing athlete. Like, he'd still be good. He probably could have gotten better. Um, Do we want to talk about any of the, like, the obvious imposters that we wrote down or that you wrote down, Katie? We could, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like not imposter syndrome at all no but it's it's but we could just chat about just it. real imposters <laughs> like the you wrote down yeah. polyjuicers and that's pretty funny on its <laughs> own ah <laughs> uh, yes the polyjuicers yeah. very similar to the uh the steroid abusers do some juice <laughs> yeah, Lark- yeah lockhart's a really good example of like a shitty manager just yeah. like someone yeah. who like totally. who like fields out um, ideas to their team and then takes credit for them in the board meeting or something mm-hmm. like that's fucking Lockhart. Yeah, straight yeah. up. It's like fake it till you make it, yeah. and then you make it, and you're still faking it, or you you're just stealing. <laughs> and yeah, just like, well, then, yeah. fake it till you're a thief. You're a really, really yeah. good thief, a master thief. Just throw Gosh, people under so good at artist. stealing. Yeah, throw people under the bus till you make it. Yeah, <laughs> and then drive over them all so and they can't keep, speak about yeah, it. Back and forth, and then keep back doing and forth. it when you make it. Yeah, <laughs> while upgrading the bus into a nicer bus. Uh-huh. So no one knows. Just for you though. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say on imposter syndrome? Have we exhausted this one? I think so. Just I don't heard. do it. You're, you're better don't than do that. It. <laughs> what kind of advice is that? <laughs> the only this advice you can't really control. Don't do it. Yeah. Just remember that <laughs> it's all bullshit. People. Anxiety? Don't do it. Don't, yeah, just, don't do it. Just don't, don't do, do it. it. Kid. Just be happy. Don't do it, kid. Why can't you just be happy? <laughs> Go get Craig, some You need to write code. a self help book. <laughs> hey, it's just already smile more, sweetheart. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Have you tried smiling? <laughs> It really works. I'm smiling right now. For this episode's quiz, you'll have to tell me who says it and in what book and bonus points for a chapter. It's pretty simple this time. I bet I'm the worst in the class. Ooh. Oh, dang. <laughs> Just going oh, dang. off our com- our conversation from earlier. Can you say it again? I bet I'm the worst in the class. All right, I'm sending. I don't know, but I'm going to give it a whirl. She says this every time, and yeah. she knows. Stop suffering from imposter syndrome, Katie. Yeah. You're smart. <laughs> you know everything about head. Harry Potter. All right. I don't want to be too confident. Like, <laughs> like, like. Uh, I, I like your modesty, before. but Dennis please Quaid or just be confident. We were about. Smile more. Yeah, What's her name? I'll just smile. <laughs> Dennis Quaid. That's that's. Yeah. Quaid. It's just a similar era of actor <laughs> for, for me. Uh, I have four answers. 
to continue, I bet I'm the worst in the class. You won't be. There's loads of people who come from muggle families and they learn quick enough. Ah, flurg. <laughs> <laughs> Laura uh, sent me flurg. Um, you said Neville book one, chapter three. I don't know the number of the chapter. I'll have to look that up. Katie said Harry book one, journey from platform nine and three quarters. Oh, Tom said Neville Longbottom, book two, chapter 16. Wow, double numbers. What n- chapter is that? <laughs> uh, and Tess said, book one, the boy who lived, chubby board man. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is the, the title <laughs> of the chapter? Chubby board man? Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you just meant Harry. Chubby, yeah. chubby <laughs> Boardman. Chubby Boardman. <laughs> chubby Boardman. It's uh, the only title that I know. The boy who lived. Katie got it perfect. Get get your ah. imposter syndrome in check, lady. Wow. Fifteen <laughs> points to Slytherin. So wait, what was the answer? Uh, it was Harry Book One and the Journey from Platform Nine and Three Quarters. I it's, feel like that could be Chapter Three. I will double check for your points <laughs> when we're done. Sorry, I'm just I'm trying my best, Ravenclaw. Um, I'm you not did, smart. You did get book one though. Um, book one was too Tom, obvious. Wh- mm. you, was too you obvious. didn't get any. Okay, all right. <laughs> I had fun though. <laughs> <laughs> and Tess got book one. Mm-hmm. Uh, half point for so Chubby Boardman. Yeah, <laughs> oh what? <laughs> I'm right. realizing it's stubby, isn't it? Yeah, it's stubby. stubby. <laughs> <laughs> This is a, a weird preview into our Mary Bobcat. If this were trivia, I'd give it to you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so 15 points to Slytherin, five, possibly 10 for Ravenclaw. I will double check that now. And five points for Ravenclaw. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you're getting 10 points no matter what for Ravenclaw. That's not bad. Default. Sorry, Hufflepuff Default. and Gryffindor. <laughs> Aww. Not this time. We're skipping around here, but we're going to do our Mary Boff Kill, which is a suggestion from Laura Ritchie. Okay, Laura's suggestion is pick between Celestina Warbeck, Stubby Boardman, or the entire band of uh, the Weird Sisters. You get all of them. She she was saying wow. uh, one member, but I'm altering it to the entire band. I've got my answer. Uh, Stubby Boardman. Uh, I had to be told who that is because I completely forgot. But that's who in the Quibbler, I think, they say Sirius Black is Stubby Boardman. Famously. Yeah. Who Sirius is Black like is a crooner. Sirius a stage name. Oh, a stage name. Okay. And he's... he's like singing at a restaurant or something and this person wrote in and they're like no it's serious black wait which one's the stage name stubby boardman serious stubby black. serious black. black you both said different things i would have thought it was because you wouldn't use serious black as your stage name when he's a murderer yeah but are you really gonna so. sell records with the name stubby boardman i mean they kind of <laughs> sell themselves <laughs> <laughs> It's like the Engelbert Humperdinck yeah. <laughs> skit by um, Eddie, Eddie Izzard. Izzard. Uh, and Celestina Warbeck is the 
warbling voice that Molly Weasley loves uh, over Christmas, mm-hmm. like a Christmas crooner. Crooner, yeah. Gotcha. And the Weird Sisters are like a rock band, oh. so this should be an easy choice. Cool. Well, go ahead, Tess. If you've got yours. Oh yeah, well I don't want to. Um, you go ahead. Color anyone's opinions too much. Yeah. Okay. You can't have it any other way. I am going to um, marry the Christmas witch because I think that she would make your house really nice, and I think that that would be like a nice thing to have someone who's like really into making Christmas feel good. That's the person who you probably want to uh, have a home with, happy mm-hmm. home. Mm. Um, then I think that I'm gonna bang bang one out with the weird sisters because you mean you got Jarvis <laughs> Cocker as the lead, yeah, at least in the films. Um, and that's like, you know, a whole bang, a banging rock star thing. You can go on the road with them and it's probably or bang really for fun. your buck. And then I don't want anything to do with Chubby Borgman. <laughs> <laughs> I want nothing to do with this person. So you did. It is a weird name when it comes to this question. Mm. Mm. He's stubby. stubby. Not into it. <laughs> Keep it. You know what? He might work harder. He you might work harder, know. but yeah. I don't know, crooning, serenading you at a picnic. It sounds romantic, but I, I'm it. was not at a picnic? It. Well, that's what Katie said. So I looked it up on the wiki. Uh, so it was, um, it was a Quib- Quibbler article made by Doris Perkis, and she said that um, uh, Stubby Wardman was having a romantic dinner with him on the night, uh, with her on the night that uh, right. he supposedly met, murdered Peter Pettigrew and the Muggles. And he apparently retired in 1980 after having a turnip thrown at his ear during a concert in Little Norton at the church hall. Specifically his ear. That would make me quit, too. <laughs> yeah, who, who'd want that? When life gives you turnips, quit. <laughs> he's, a, he's a British wizard, the lead singer of the musical group The Hobgoblins. Oh. Hmm. Oh. So there's a definite singing. Each, each oh, yeah, it's one well, can, themed, uh, well done, Laura. Can croon you. Um, hmm. Laura the oh, Hufflepuff, thank you. Thank by you. the way. <laughs> thank you. Ah, oh, Hufflepuff. So I'm faking it. Who, who's next? I um, was going to say that, yeah, the Weird Sisters, because then, like, buff the Weird Sisters, because there's a lot of... Well, it's what everyone else is doing. It's true. <laughs> Plus, you can always, like, share. If you're like, whoa, that one's really hogging Jarvis Cocker. I'm sure there's another sister in there. Yeah, maybe exactly. we all went That's to the same I mean. concert, and we were like, just split this up. Yeah. I just feel like there's a lot of options there. <laughs> oh, I was thinking yeah. of them all at the same time. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, no, I think that's how we were all originally going into yeah, it. But there is an economic you. way to yeah. get through this evening. Yeah. However. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Laura. <laughs> However, I feel now like I would marry them because, you know, there's a lot of different personalities there. Um, so you're not you're not going to get bored. Right. You know what I mean? You can just sort of switch it up, switch it out. Yeah. Talk about polyjuice. Oh, oh, God. Oh. That's good. That's good. I like wow. it. That was actually really funny. <laughs> I was also gonna um kill stubby chubby man. But now I feel like I would go for a buff there because no, you're buffing everyone. You haven't married anyone. You just married just oh, Tom, Tom's sisters. making up his own rules. It's called boff boff boff. I, mean, I play this game like I live my life, folks. <laughs> buff, buff, buff. buff. Um, yeah, ch- chubby, stubby, whatever, Boardman guy. Because he's so elusive and we're not quite sure who he is. Is he this guy? Right. Is he that guy? Is he that? Right. I feel like it'd be a I mysterious got... kind of thing. Well, we might I mean, do some weird role play. Sure, I feel like, like I have... a serious black. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like a picnic be... crooner. Oh, no. 
yeah. might be into There'd dog be some stuff. fun in there i feel like <laughs> you know uh and then and then um i was gonna marry a crooning lady celestina Warbeck. celestina yeah because i was like wow tom and celestina invite you to their wedding you know it just has a nice ring to it um <laughs> but unfortunately killing's the only thing left on the table so <laughs> i guess she's gotta go oh, yep yeah. she does it's okay she'll make cookies for us all right who's who's next <laughs> i can go okay um so i think i'd probably kill the band the weird sisters okay that's a lot of Is murder. Is it because they're weird? Mm. Lot of murder. That's, that's multiple homicide. <laughs> it could it's, just be like, yeah, hit their tour bus. Mass murder. I just think that, like, I don't know. They they probably have a lot of attitude, like, <laughs> and and it's not really my style of music either. So I feel like I'd have to like go to their concerts and be like, yeah, good, but I'd be like bored, you know. <laughs> so they're dead anyway. I want to boff Celestina because I think she'd be like very romantic mm. and I think that would be fun. And I'm going to marry Stubby because he has romantic dinners with crazy mm. ladies. And oh, that's, that's perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. Mm. Those are some good choices. Mm. Except for the Please. like murder. All the mass murder? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Two yeah. out of three. Do you have yours, Laura? It was the same as Tess. Same as Tess. Yeah. Okay. Which was a reminder. We're gonna marry Celestina mm-hmm. because uh-huh. of the romance and Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, you just had me thinking of like ginger snaps, and I'm like, man, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you take care of us, she and then always have mulled wine on. Oh, I feel like yeah, yeah, and great. Molly would love to come round oh. as well. Always Any way to get Molly Weasley up in yeah. here? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. It's like double the wife. Oh, wife. Yeah. wife. You have one wife, and then My another wife would come over then. because she loves your first wife's music. Yeah. A house of three wives. <laughs> A three nice wives. Three nice wives. Um, yeah, and then uh, Boff and the Weird Sisters because I like it weird. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to kill the stubby board man. Yeah. Okay. Straight to hell with you, Stubbs. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, Stubbs. He's just, yeah, <laughs> he's the wild card. I don't know who he is. It's fine. All right. Well, that makes my job much easier. I don't do this often, but I'm going to agree with Katie. Whoa. Katie and Craig friendship hour. High five. (laughs) I just slapped a portrait. If we haven't said that, Katie's our portrait now. Yeah. She's on a webcam. She's hiding behind a water buffalo. Isn't magic nice? (laughs) Um, So I'm going to marry Stubby Boardman because uh, romantic dinners he can sing to me mm-hmm. we don't really know what type of music he goes with but i thought he was a crooner didn't is that i i think i just said that but okay. i'm all just right with that it's a lot of michael because at least there's food i can be i can distract myself with that mm. um unfortunately killing celestina warbeck because i loathe christmas music not during the christmas That's season not me. that oh, was you the just same? agreed with me for that oh, okay i just agree with you for stubby we're, we're, yeah, we both right. enjoy a good stubby. Well, she has like multiple songbooks. <laughs> I, I don't care. Like, I'm sorry. And if Molly's coming over, I'm additionally sorry because I'm not cleaning my house that often. No, she cleaned for you. Clean it for you. No, that's, yeah. uh, I, I'm not okay with that. It would be like that. nice for her. Yeah, it, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't uh, like wait, it. Wait, you're not Someone cleaning your house over. enough because you want it to like look great for Molly? Is that what you mean? Yeah, like someone... Someone's Molly, mom is coming over. I'm gonna clean. Yeah, but you don't have to like dress to impress because your your wife is impressive. Yeah, 
Like Molly's not going to be looking at the dust. It's in true. She's, She's not going to even. True, but I'm sorry. I'm sticking to it because of the Christmas thing. I can't. Mm-hmm can't handle that okay screw 12 months of the year hey i'm the most christmassy <laughs> guy in december no he's not <laughs> decently christmassy You're in like december scrooge <laughs> it's an anxious time of year for me <laughs> leave me alone uh and then yeah i'll just be a groupie for the weird sisters i'm good with that mm. i i like a good rock show Mm-hmm. innuendo there somewhere <laughs> <laughs> and yeah that's mine very good thank you laura for your suggestion oh my god you're welcome 10 yeah. points to hufflepuff yeah yeah, oh, yeah. we got my points. first house <laughs> thanks for uh, having <laughs> us on the show thank you for reminding <laughs> us thank you for being on the show <laughs> this is always fun yeah always yeah. fun so proud of you guys that you're like yeah. at 85 it's a big Big number. You guys look good for 85. Yeah. You do look good for 85. Still getting carded. Most of you look good for 85. Oh, he looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you are getting a bit withered. Uh, You're getting a little oh. stubby bored. <laughs> uh, our friends had to leave us a little early. We're bouncing around a bit. Uh, but for Castaway, <laughs> we're going to cast Saoirse Ronan. I'm sorry. Saoirse. Saoirse. Thought that's what I said. <laughs> uh, into Harry Potter. Uh, she's in Little Women, um, Lady Bird, Mary Queen of Scots, Hannah. Oh, I haven't seen that yet, and I really want to. Mm, yeah, um, I wanted to do that, too. Margot Robbie's in that one, too. Just looks funny. Mm-hmm, yeah. Grand Budapest she's Hotel. Elizabeth, she's got she's a very... Did you save that? Very memorable face. I think of her as like a baby Kate Blanchett. From Ireland. Aww. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. She looks like Kate Blanchett or like a Renaissance painting. She has like very, mm-hmm. very like beauty. classical features. Oh, she's in Muppets Most Wanted. Ooh. Diverse. You know who she kind of looks like is like, oh, maybe that's not true. I was going to say young um, Meryl Street. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. kind of see Different that. Different uh, Yeah. So uh, I think... Timing wise, she would have been a pretty good fleur. Yeah. Like oh, she, yeah, she would have been She would have probably been an excellent flair. Maybe even too young at that point. I think she's quite young still. She's twenty five right now. Okay. So yeah, yeah, she would have been a young teen when Goblet of Fire was mm-hmm. around, I think. Mm-hmm. Whenever that came out. Definitely Fleur. I mean, yeah. Her just being like Blonde and Irish, I also think, like, she might be a really sweet Luna. Yeah, mm. yeah. And she's got, like, that kind of, I think she can have that really, like, genuine kind of almost naive way about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least in, in some of the movies I've seen her in. Although I haven't seen Little Women yet, and I really want to. Same. But, yeah, she's, like, she's really dope. But she's also, like, can be really fiery. Like, yeah. she could be, she could have been Hermione. yeah. I think now um, she could be a good Tina, depending on her accent ability. Ah. Or not Tina, sorry, Queenie. Oh. I mean, probably either, but... Yeah. Probably either, yeah. No, that would, that's interesting. Like, I like I both like those that. actresses, but I think she could yeah. do a good job as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just, She's got such range, I'm really. I'm just realizing I, haven't, I don't think I've seen a single movie with her in it. Oh. 
Oh, I've, she's in Loving Vincent, apparently. That's a painted well, that movie. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was painted over footage. Mm. Our middle name's Una. That's cool. Huh. That well, so Luna. <laughs> Una Luna. Luna. Yeah. Like, I think she could have been like a really fun Tonks as well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hey, dye her hair red. Like... She probably would have been a really good Jenny as well. Yeah, I agree. Because she does really fiery really well as well as like the more subtler stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot. Like she that's the thing is like she's just so versatile. Yeah, like every picture of she her kind of she just anything. looks completely different. Yeah. 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 She could kind of be anything. Think- that's maybe why she could be Tonks is cuz she, yeah. she's so changeable. <laughs> yeah. She could be anything. We got lots. Of, I kind of really like the Ginny one though. Yeah, I like Ginny as well. Definitely like would play better if Ginny had gotten more in the movies, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't wish Ginny's part on many people. Yeah, no, not, <laughs> not even that movie, Ginny. Not even. Not even Bonnie Wright. Uh, yeah. Bonnie Wright. Yeah. yeah, she, she deserved, deserved better. better. Yeah. yeah. But we've gone on about that in the past long enough. So, uh, yeah, Saoirse Ronan. Like Saoirse. I swear that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm I'm not a hundred percent confident that I'm right either. I just I feel like it's like one of the most annoying questions she gets is how do you say your name? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, she can blame her parents for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, a lot of the Irish names are just uh, they're funny. The, well, the, and well, the consonants like, they right. use are not the not our own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. <sighs> is it Ryan Seacrest? All right. Sing us a song, Katie. Damn it. Why do I... I literally always forget that I have to do this, and it's it's only me who makes me do it. Yes, yeah. only you. If I could go back in time... Just don't do it, then. Yeah. That's the one thing that you would change. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Just that one thing. Maybe I'd kill Hitler, and then that. But it's a strong second place. Yeah. Strong second. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give it a whirl. Characters from other shows that are in Hufflepuff. <laughs> I feel like you were going somewhere with that. Is it like one of those procedural cop shows? Is it Forensic Files? Guest starring the murderer. If it was Forensic Files, I'd do a very good job of it because I watched like 90 episodes of Forensic Files. Nice. Actually, no, way more. Way more, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watched like nine nine seasons of 30 episodes of yeah. Forensic Files. That's like 270, girl. Wow. Yeah. It's a fair few. Um, I don't expect you to guess that one because it's not very good. But also, to be fair... Is it Letterkenny? The theme song... <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> Did you get it? It's Letterkenny? Yeah. Is oh. it? <laughs> Yeah. I thought you were just making a joke. There's a theme song in that? No. Well, that's the thing. It's like, they just kind of goes like, and then it has like a little, like kind of guitar-y riff at the beginning. Cool. Okay, so that's why I was like, it's not, you're not going to get it, but you got it. To be fair. show we mentioned last episode, right? Good Canadian content. All right. It is. Who we got? Yeah, so for context um this is a show right now i think 
It's available on Hulu in the U.S., um, but it is a Canadian show kind of about this, like, small fake town in southern Ontario. And It is a real who, place. It is, but it's... But it's, it's not, yeah. Like, the real Letterkenny Just stole the in name, Ontario basically. is... Yeah, it's, like, 30 people, maybe. <laughs> not, like, 5,000, as the intro says. Yes. <laughs> and it's on Crave in Canada, if you yeah. want to find yeah, it. Yeah, it's on Crave in Canada. Um, would recommend. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Can so anyway, our Hufflepuff for today, I think he's like a little bit of a unconventional Hufflepuff. And I, in that way, I think he's good for this segment because he kind of, you know, broadens the definition of the house a little bit, gives it more rep- representation. Uh, but the Hufflepuff today is Wayne. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have some clips. You know, I think he's he's kind of the definition of like a good old boy. And I think he he's very fair he plays by the rules, but he's also, you know, very welcoming, but he he doesn't take shit, which yeah, is he's very interesting. Extremely loyal to you. Hard yeah. worker. Yeah. Likes his Hard downtime. Mm-hmm. He's all about Chorin. Yeah. Chorin. Chorin. Back to Chorin. Yeah. And I yeah, I think he's good. So we can we can listen to some clips and see what you think. Well, well, it's always so tough saying bye to the puppies. Like they're so cute you almost don't want to. That may be the softest thing you've ever said, big brother. No, it isn't. What is? How come no one ever compliments me on my eyelashes? You're paraphrasing, you fucking know it. Is that what I'm doing? What I said was, ordered real long eyelashes. Well, I'm surprised no one's ever noticed that. As long as everyone's having a good time, ain't no reason to be a poopy pants. Everyone is not having a good time. Well, so long as most people are having a good time, ain't no reason to be a poopy pants. Most people are not having a good time. Is anyone having a good time? No. Then I shall be a poopy pants. (laughs) (laughs) Take him one for the team. Get after it, you're losing him. Okay. Wayne, why don't you just... Tell me a little bit about yourself. It's impolite to talk about yourself. Keeps his truck clean, loves his dogs, enjoys a beer and a smoke. Beer, beer and smoke. That's, wow, you know? I get it, rustic, trucks, got it. We will make this work, I love it. Okay, and then, um, Wayne, can you just tell me a little bit about your past relationship? You shouldn't air your dirty laundry. Five years, ended a while ago, no baggage. No baggage, love that. No baggage, no babies. Likey. (laughs) This is fun. I'm having a fun time in this place. And Wayne, can you tell me how much you make in a fiscal year? Katie! It's impolite to talk about your money. He's no slouch. Okay, touche. I like how that was mostly other people talking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's not a big talker. pretty quiet guy. Yeah, I think it just sort of like shows his kind of personality. Um, Like in the, the poopy pants one. He's kind of like the tough in the town. Like he's kind of the the local tough guy that you would call in if you have an issue, which is I think also a cool representation of the the Hufflepuff house because they don't normally get things a like fighter. that. Yeah. You know, they get lumped lumped in with uh, you know, more of like the diplomatic people. He's but a good I think Cedric like it just shows like he yeah, he doesn't. He just doesn't throw it around if if there's no reason. He's not like a, a dick for no reason. Mm-hmm. But if, if someone's causing other pe- people to be upset, he'll stand up for them. 
Yeah, I just think he's he's a sweet guy and he's funny. I just think he's a really cool cool Hufflepuff man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's yeah, like he's a very like hard that. worker, you know? Yeah, it's one of the few shows where like the main character, in this case Wayne, is like my favorite in the show. Normally I mm. gravitate to side characters, but yeah. I just love him. He's great. And huge man crush on Jared Kiso. Oh my god, he has such a big crush on him. Yeah. <laughs> like when he's holding the puppies, like usually there's a shot of him holding a puppy or a dog in, in the yeah. episodes and it's just like whoo. Yeah. Like I've never heard like okay, recall Ned Flanders seeing the purple drapes. Like the noise yeah, that Craig yeah. makes is not unlike that. <laughs> He's like, he just like dies. Wayne's holding a a puppy. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. It was a show on YouTube that was like skit comedy that they made a show. It's still kind of sketch comedy. Sorry, (laughs) skit comedy. And that they fleshed out a little more, but you can still see those like roots of like a a YouTube show and kind of just a Mm. more um, yeah, it's it's more creative. Yeah, like. And genuine, I find. It is. Yeah, it's really creative. They they aren't afraid to be really weird sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I find that very refreshing. Like, they go off on, like... Dance uh, breaks. Maybe not five minutes, but, like, yeah, like, 30 seconds to a minute of just, like, slow motion scenes yeah. with, like, music behind it. And you're just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah is like, sure. Now, this Why is not? <laughs> Great show. Mm-hmm. Great Hufflepuff. Very glad to have him in Hufflepuff. If you have a hard time understanding the Canadian accent for any reason, you're going to want subtitles. This is a very rural show, like accent wise. Mm So look out. (laughs) It's not just that. Yeah, it's the slang as well, like what the hockey players say. Oh, yeah. Half that shit I've never heard in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So like I have had subtitles on and like I probably grew up maybe an hour away from where they are. And I'm like, yeah, I've never... Yeah. Good Hufflepuff. Cool. Thank you. So since Kate isn't going to be here for every episode, and since we sort of have a backlog of these things piling up, we thought it'd be nice to kind of answer like a listener question. Um, And we'll try this out for a few episodes maybe and see if it works. Um, but you guys sometimes send us, like, cool kind of Harry Potter questions that, uh, you know, would be great for, like, a grab bag kind of episode, but we don't want to do those all the time. So this is just sort of a way to answer. This is kind of, like, fun thought experiments, usually, that people send us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this uh, suggest- or this question comes to us from uh, Sam Anderson, who is uh, our Slytherin from Australia. And... Uh, he sent us this a while ago, and it's just kind of like an interesting quandary. Um, so he asked, how do people detect liquid luck as a sporting cheat if its use would get around its own detection? So this is kind of like a paradox-ish mm-hmm. one, like, could God microwave a burrito so hot even <laughs> he can't eat it? <laughs> well, then again, he could. Uh, that's yeah. a dilly of a noodle scratcher. <laughs> I don't know. The, the first thing that came to me was time. You might get away with it during the actual event, but after mm, you're going to get when the, caught when it wears off. because yeah. your luck runs out and maybe that's 
unfortunately how they have to test it. So you'd either be like disqualified and whoever came in second would win or they'd have to redo whatever sporting event it was. Yeah. Well, Ooh. I was thinking, um, we'll say all the dark wizards have been taken care of. What do you do with all those orders? They've got all this like um, detective skills and they probably know potions that help reveal other potions like the mm -hmm. magical version of uh, a crime lab or something like that so there's probably Friendly like certain files. aurors who would be like well i really like sports though can i be a sports or mm -hmm. and then so they go into that and then they're just like i guess i'm just like that person who like catches out the cheaters and i test pee for a oh, living he did say <laughs> no liquid luck so yeah or like they could make the waterfall from the caverns in Gringotts, but work for Liquid Lux, so they have to go through it. So any enchantment or spell or potion that's currently active gets washed away before they go out onto the pitch, mm. or something like oh, that. That's so it's every yeah. time you're going through that, yeah. that that yeah. could be a way to combat that. If there is something that works against Liquid Luck, uh, <laughs> it'd have to be very specific. I just thought of something really stupid. <laughs> they set yes, up like go on. uh you remember the, the, like the salem witch trials they're like ah if she can if she felt oh, she's a witch and if she drowns whoops <laughs> <laughs> no if she drowns if she then another child lucky. has been entered into heaven yeah we're never wrong <laughs> <laughs> you just like drop Quidditch players into a pit or something. And you're like, if they get out, it's liquid luck. <laughs> and if not, whoops. It's true. We gave them all brooms. Yeah. They just blew away. I did preface it that it was dumb. If you could just like deal out cards or something to like the players and whoever got like the hot. If someone kept getting the highest cards or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like, it's you. <laughs> play, play poker and whoever wins gets disqualified. Mm -hmm. But then like part of the problem is that the liquid luck is like, eh, 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 you know, we got this card game. But is maybe, it that maybe. smart? Does it? It could maybe it's be just that like, smart. I don't know. It's just like lucky in, in any endeavor, I think is the description. Mm. Like yeah. anything you try, uh, you will be lucky for the or remainder of the. Does it just luck you into your destiny in a way? So maybe, maybe. your destiny was to get caught? Maybe. Yeah, maybe that like brings you to where you need. I don't know. There's so many ways that this question could go. It's true. It's a bit of a mind fuck. I like the idea that there's like something that you have to take before, like uh, any professional, a professional game. game or something like that, where you it's a cleanse. Would, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, or maybe yeah, something like that would be cool. The cleanse seems to be the most reliable way of doing it yeah like mm. if they have to go through like, like the bezoar thing at, for liquid luck like maybe at, they just have to take a bezoar well it's not a poison though maybe they just oh. make one specifically for that potion though or but if they have to go into a thing like at the airport that scans you in all directions i do like that too that like something cool. like that there's like mm. this po this person has a tiny vial and there's remnants of liquid luck in it or... I wonder I wonder if that well, could work for like getting rid of jinxes and stuff too. So like it just brings Maybe. everyone mm -hmm. to like their natural ability. But then you could also say yeah. like when Harry does the spell and Hermione does the spell on his glasses to reflect water uh so he can see mm -hmm. better. Like mm -hmm. it's that's just like wearing goggles.
I guess. Because, like, you could wear goggles, but if you have glasses on, like, ah, that's awful. But it's still a performance-enhancing That's something that the other team doesn't have. Mm -hmm. But they also might not have to wear glasses. Yeah, but not being able to see is a disability. So the glasses are literally just there to bring him up to the... Level of everyone else. Yeah. But what if someone else on the other team is wearing glasses? Well, then they better know the spell. They better have a Hermione around. If only we were all so lucky, we wouldn't need Felix Felicis. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, I'm surrounded by Hermione's. So great. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Oh, my goodness. You're welcome. I'm going to take that as a compliment. I mean it in the best way possible. Yay. He thinks our hair is real big. Wrong. Yes. Uh, thanks, um, Sam. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, no, that. I think that's a cool question. We yeah. have a bunch of other questions, kind of like, you know, that that we've been saving. Um, but yeah, if you guys can think of anything, let, send it in. Get your house some points. Yeah. Let us know. Slytherin got some. Whoop. Hear Whoop. the music of our brain farts collectively. <laughs> <laughs> Try to make us solve paradoxes. It should go swimmingly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, our brains can handle it. Our brains can handle it. Yeah. Exactly. So, we just wanted to have a little shout out because uh, since our um, hiatus, two of our prefects, um, our Gryffindor prefect Alice and our Ravenclaw prefect Christopher, uh, got married. So, congratulations. To each other? And they had. Oh my god, imagine. Uh, <laughs> well, now but it they, is. Uh, <laughs> but they both had a Harry Potter weddings and oh. they sent us uh, all the details and it looks amazing. And it's so sweet. And thank you for always writing in. And um, congratulations. For, for all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Big deals. Big deals all around. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. You guys are so, so wedding goals. Uh, so Alice wrote us an email about her, her wedding. Well, it wasn't really a wedding. It was like the, the party after a wedding. Um, but it was the very, after wed. like, very hair. The bedding. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So they had like sorting things where they had like tall vases full of party beads with different houses. And there's different ways you could like sort yourself based on like how much effort and whether you already knew your house and, and that kind of stuff. So you could just pull out beads and wear them if you already were like, I know I'm a Ravenclaw, gonna put that on, we're good. Hmm. Um, they had uh, they had made little tiny scrolls with like little URLs for the wizarding quizzes. Uh-huh. One for like the, Harry, the official one and then the, like a Buzzfeed one if people didn't want to create an account. Mm-hmm. And they had like a house roster so you can go and write your name in your house so you could like meet people and talk to people mm-hmm. that are also in your house. I thought that would have been that a really funny cute. way to get your guests to seat themselves. <laughs> I know, right? And then you, you don't have, have to worry about the it. Table. It's yeah. a good yeah, icebreaker. Exactly. It is. Yeah, I just think like that was really, really sweet and uh, we enjoyed that. Okay, and then going to Christopher. <laughs> oh my God. It's so sweet. So he says that for his wedding, um, they had their lovely uh, dachshund spaniel named Dobby Aww. as their flower girl. Ah. <laughs> a little little wiener dog going down the aisle. <laughs> that would have worked named out Dobby. so well because they have to like hop so much just to walk that like the flowers would come out on their own. They wouldn't <laughs> even need. 
the ability to pick them up. Yeah, you just have a wagon with yeah. wooden wheels behind it and yeah. bounce around. That'd be cute oh, as heck. <laughs> so uh, there's other things they they used. Um, uh, they were like joining their house, so they dyed the table fabrics purple to be like blue for Ravenclaw and red for Gryffindor. So it was like, oh, we're joining, so we're purple. I think that's cute. And the numbers were used like with pages from the chapters, the wedding, the unbreakable vow, the mirror of Erised, the invitation, um, that kind of stuff. And they left under some, they left under some lumios, lumos, lumost wands, mm-hmm. like wands with the little tips on yeah. top. That's so cute. And um, he gave away succulents for everyone as a favor because of his herbologist ways. That's nice. And I just think those are so cute, you guys. Like they made my made my day. Yeah. They made my damn day. It's so cute. If anyone else a listener, I think we've had these emails before, but it was just sort of two people that write into us a lot. Both had weddings when we were on hiatus, so I'm like, I really want to give a shout out to them. Um, but yeah, if you've done any Harry Pottery things for your weddings, let us know because it's like super or your cute birthdays yeah. or any holiday yeah, or, or even just a Tuesday. Yeah, any celebrations. Yeah. 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 I, I like me some was... Harry Potter party decor, so Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter nerds know how to nice. bring it. It is nice. <laughs> it's nice. Um yeah, we've gotten a lot of really sweet um messages from listeners lately. And I just want you to know that it all touches our hearts and it makes all the work kind of stuff with this podcast easier. Mm-hmm. And um, we're just happy that people listen and that people like it. Because we'd probably be doing it anyway, but it's just mm-hmm. more rewarding knowing that like we're kind of talking to kindred spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're all over. They're all over. They're all over. Oh. All over the place. Like, yeah. What? Yes. Very spread out. <laughs> Potter mm. fans. Yeah. But that's good. Wash your hands, everybody, and let's all stay alive from coronavirus as well. Uh, yes. Yeah. Like, they're obviously trying to contain it, and I think that, you know, there, there's, like, a lot of sort of quarantining kind of measures that they're doing right now um, to try to contain it, which is good, mm-hmm. but obviously as well, it, it fuels panic and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah, just... um Wash your hands. Be safe. You can take a sick day. Please take a sick day. I know they're not accessible to everyone, but as much as you you can. Like, if you're sick, don't go to work. You're Mm -hmm. just going to make everyone you work with sick. Yeah. Definitely. If you're looking for some information, uh, this podcast will kill you. Did a very nice job about uh, COVID-19 and also just coronaviruses in general. They talked about, like, SARS and MERS and how those are. Um, which is pretty, it was pretty informative, pretty cool. So mm. check that out if you are interested in hearing about it from actual epidemiologists. Yeah. Rather than Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. like, you know, we don't know what we're doing. I do know how to wash my hands. <laughs> Me too. That's the awesome thing. Is like we I'm all still know learning. How to wash our hands. Oh. <laughs> Please figure what's that out. <laughs> I live with yeah, you. Yeah, what's... Mm. Goodness! You get up to a certain point, and then you, you don't deal know. breaker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a reminder: we are going to be giving away three Steam keys to Broomstick League, which That's I think awesome. everyone should try. It's really fun. Uh, there's a steep learning curve, but 
it's it's so much fun it it won't matter i think to make it fun for us to win this key you have to send us a photo of you riding your broom and then like we'll take all of those entries and like maybe do a draw for a couple and then we'll give a grand prize of Best. the same prize that the other two won <laughs> <laughs> uh for just our favorite one yeah <laughs> yeah Okay. Yeah, that could work. The grand prize will be like extra points for your house. Yeah. Yeah, sure. we'll do that. Yeah. It's uh you get a key for the game and an extra 20 points for your I house. Say 20, sure. yeah. 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 Uh and That's great. Yeah. We'll make sure that's all figured out for release, but this comes out on what? The 5th? This episode? Mhm. Yeah. Same day. Distressingly soon. Yes. Uh <laughs> same day as the game releases. So that'll be perfect. Oh, dope. That's awesome. But we probably won't be giving them out until the weekend because we'll need to get the responses. Yeah. But that's yeah. good because, um, you know, Craig will make sure that all the bugs in the game are gone by the time you start playing it um, yeah. because that's his job. And if you find <laughs> any mistakes, it's all you tell fault. us first. You tell, <laughs> no. you tell <laughs> Mischief Managed. <laughs> Go on the Discord. Put in a bug report. <laughs> Just enjoy the game. I, I have only been with the studio for a week, but I'm already impressed. So. Oh, that's so good. But so yeah, look out for that. And that's so exciting. It's Clifford the Big Red Dog's birthday. Aww. Now that's I want to see it. Jared Kizo holding Clifford the Big Red Dog. That'd be Aww. a funny comic. <laughs> He's tall enough to be able to handle picking up Clifford the Big Red Dog. But, like, Clifford's the size of a house. So is Jared Kiso. He kind of is, yeah. Craig has a big house-sized crush on Jared Kiso. They have to do the opposite of what they That's do for Tom Cruise. They have to dig holes so Jared Kiso can be the same height as yeah. everyone else. Why wouldn't they just apple box everyone else? No. <laughs> they dig holes for him to stand. Grave diggers need other dig jobs, too. Hole. Skills are transferable, if anything we've learned today. <laughs> You're not an imposter. You no. can dig a yeah. trench. On that note. <laughs> See you <Bye>. next time. <laughs> That's all for this episode of Mischief Managed Podcast. Thanks for listening. You can check us out on Instagram at Mischief Managed Podcast, on Twitter at Mischief Podcast, and on Facebook, Pinterest, and Tumblr. If you want to get in touch, send us an owl at mischiefmanagedpodcast at gmail.com. Mischief Managed was co-created by the imposter Aaron Reinhold and original music by the Diane Kruger Devin Highland. And as always, Mischief Managed. That's, that's like my dad, years, years after it being one of my favorite movies, asked me, um, or we were talking about The Matrix, and he's like, oh, you know the character Neil. <laughs> and of course I, I was probably a snotty brat and said it's Neo I hate you stop embarrassing me get no. out of my room <laughs> my name Baby Craig just is screamed. Neil <laughs> that's perfect yeah